Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi and welcome to this episode of the Feckett Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and if you've been listening to the last few episodes then you will know that I have just published a book called Addicted to Energy Deficit which is now out and available for you to buy and pick up a copy and it's all about restrictive eating disorders what they are on a brain-based level, and how to overcome them. So please go on over to Amazon or any online bookstore that is available in your part of the world and pick up a copy if you think it's going to be helpful to you, which I very much hope it will be. In the last episode then, I started to talk to you about the neuroscience of an addiction to energy deficit, which, as you will by now know, I consider a restrictive eating disorder to be a brain-based addiction to energy deficit. And the last episode spoke about the deep learning model of addiction, and so the deep learning model for eating disorders, and how that relates in the brain to what's happening when somebody has an eating disorder. So the deep learning model gives us an understanding of what's happening to the wiring of the brain when somebody forms an addiction and when they overcome one. But as well as understanding this deep learning model, it's also important to know about what's happening to the brain's dopamine levels when you have an addiction or therefore when you have an eating disorder. So addictions affect the brain's dopamine balance and it's this that drives the pursuit of a behaviour or substance even when the drug being pursued no longer brings pleasure. And I use the word drug there to refer to the state of energy deficit which for somebody with an eating disorder or restrictive eating disorder can be considered their drug. And it's these changes to the brain's dopamine balance in someone with an addiction that can help to explain why addictive disorders are so difficult to overcome. So some of you probably already know that dopamine is a key brain chemical involved in motivation and the experience of pleasure and reward. And the more dopamine that's released in response to a substance or behaviour, and the faster it's released, the higher the likelihood that it will lead to an addiction. So with the restrictive eating disorder, it's likely that you experienced a high surge in dopamine release when you initially engaged in restriction or exercise or other behaviours that created a significant enough state of energy deficit. And it was that dopamine surge that then quickly led to the addictive nature of the disorder. And dopamine is released in everybody's brain to maintain a level baseline at all times. So your brain becomes sensitive 
to this baseline point of dopamine. And any change from that baseline point gives the brain very important information. So an increase in dopamine from your baseline point feels pleasurable and that's reinforcing to your brain, creating an urge to pursue whatever caused the increase. Whereas a drop in dopamine from baseline creates feelings that are unpleasant, such as anxiety or low mood. And that change in how you feel tells your brain to push you to change your current circumstances and do something to seek more dopamine. Now, there's an addiction expert who has written extensively and speaks extensively about all of this, and her name is Dr. Anna Lemke. And she describes dopamine in the brain as being on a seesaw or a balance. And if the balance tips in one direction, you experience pleasure. And if it tips the other way, you experience pain. And ultimately, your brain wants to keep the balance level and will do what it can to achieve this. So when the balance of dopamine tips to the pleasure side, your brain will try to re-establish balance by reducing dopamine release. But instead of just returning the dopamine level to baseline so that it forms a stable balance again, your brain will first drop dopamine levels below baseline. And it's that below baseline drop in dopamine after a pleasurable experience that creates the sensation of coming down after a high and feelings of emotional pain. And it's then those feelings that will create an urge to repeat the behaviour to get the dopamine levels back up. Now, if you wait long enough, dopamine levels will return to normal of their own accord. But it's this seesaw dopamine effect that drives people to continue to pursue rewarding behaviours, not just for the rewards they bring, but because not doing so becomes very uncomfortable. So if you consider this dopamine seesaw analogy, The important thing to understand is that what goes up will eventually come down to the same degree of change from baseline. So if you continue to bombard your reward system with more dopamine by continuing to pursue dopamine releasing behaviours, the pleasure side on your dopamine seesaw will go ever higher. But this also means that the pain side of your dopamine seesaw is becoming more heavily weighted down when you're not in pursuit of that pleasure-seeking behaviour. And over time, this results in the need to engage in ever-increasing dopamine-releasing behaviours to just feel normal. And that's why people with addictions need to engage in their drug or their behaviours at higher levels, in different forms or with more intensity, just to experience a feeling of normality now from it let alone any feeling of pleasure that they might have had in the first instance. So when you then consider an addicted brain, an addicted brain has developed a chronically tilted pleasure-pain-dopamine balance to the pain side because of the ongoing pursuit of the addictive drug. And that's what also can be considered as being in something called a dopamine deficit state. And when that occurs, the ability to experience pleasure or joy in life becomes very much diminished. So someone with an addiction will have a reduced ability to enjoy pleasure, 
either from pursuing their drug or from any other usually pleasurable pursuits in life. And they will also have a very high state of inner pain. And with a chronically tilted dopamine seesaw to the pain side, someone with an addictive disorder will experience an ongoing sense of inner pain whenever they're not using. So they will also need to engage in higher levels or more intense forms of the drug, not for reward, but just to feel normal. And at this point, whenever they're not engaging in their drug, which remember for someone with an eating disorder is energy deficit, they'll experience all the common symptoms of withdrawal, like agitation, anxiety, irritability, insomnia, depression, and intrusive thoughts of needing to use. And these symptoms can also be described as cravings, which then drive the person back to the drug because the dopamine deficit created whenever they're not engaging in it results in such excruciating inner pain. So if we then apply this to eating disorders, as a result of the restrictive eating disorder, your brain will be in a chronic dopamine deficit state. So this means the dopamine balance in your brain is tilted to the side of pain whenever you're not engaging in the pursuit of your drug, which is energy deficit. So when you first develop the eating disorder, engaging in the behaviours that created energy deficit, like restriction, exercise, purging, or other compensatory methods, will have felt quite good. And in fact, the initial surge in dopamine probably made you feel amazing, if you can remember that far back. And initially, whenever you weren't engaging in those behaviours, your dopamine will have initially just tipped below baseline, making you feel a little uncomfortable and giving you a push to pursue them again. But as this cycle went on and you engaged in increasing levels of behaviours that pushed your dopamine seesaw to the pleasure side, the pain side of the dopamine balance in your brain was becoming more heavily weighted down. So that means that now, whenever you're not engaging in the disordered behaviours, it's very likely you feel anxious, depressed and agitated. And over time, the disordered behaviours have very likely lost a lot of their pleasurable effects, but you continue to engage in them because not doing so leaves you with inner pain, anxiety and low mood. And on the flip side, pursuing the eating disorder behaviours is the only way to bring your dopamine balance to a point that allows you to feel some sense of inner calm or numbness, and ability to function in day-to-day life. And it's also quite likely that you've lost your ability to experience enjoyment from other things in life that you might have once found pleasurable and that people around you consider to be pleasurable. But the good news from all this is that your dopamine balance can be reset. The bad news is that as you go through the process to reset your dopamine balance, you will have to tolerate a period of feeling the effects of dopamine deficit, which, as I've said before, includes high anxiety, maybe some depression and agitation. But if you do stop the pursuit of energy deficit and all the behaviours that lead to or maintain that, your dopamine levels will initially drop to the deficit state that they're currently in so that you actually feel it. 
and that is going to feel horrible. But if you continue to abstain and not push on the pleasure side of the seesaw by going back to restriction or compensatory behaviours, then your brain will slowly and naturally restore your dopamine balance back to a baseline level and back to what you might consider the point of equilibrium. And when you get back to that baseline equilibrium point, you will feel calm and stable and get the sense that the real you is returning without needing to use the eating disorder behaviours to numb yourself or to achieve an ability to feel calm enough to function. And you'll also find yourself able to experience pleasure from the small things in life again, which might be something that you've lost the ability to have that experience for some years now. And that's what we consider a dopamine reset. So the best way to achieve a dopamine reset is to abstain from the addictive drug, which is energy deficit, long enough to allow dopamine levels to completely restore and rebalance. And of course, that initial period of abstinence where you are going to have to experience that vast dopamine deficit is going to be painful. When you go through it, you are going to need to be prepared for some very challenging emotions as well as mental and physical symptoms. And you are going to need to seek support to help you cope with that. But you can get through it and it will be worth it. So if we bring all of this together then, when you have any addictive disorder, including a restrictive eating disorder and an addiction to energy deficit, your brain has two significant processes that are driving the addiction. The first are the changes to your brain's wiring and the deep learning it has been through to form the addictive habits and compulsions so that they now occur automatically and where you now have a reduced ability to apply rational thought to override them. And the second is your dopamine system and the intense emotions, cravings and withdrawal symptoms that that will create to push you back into engaging in those soothing and numbing behaviours each time. But both those processes can be fully overcome as you reprogram your brain to emerge from the eating disorder. And I'll go into more about how you can do that in future episodes. Obviously, it goes without saying the journey to reprogram your brain and to get out of energy deficit isn't going to be easy. If it was easy, then I would not need to be making podcast episodes like this. I would not have needed to write a book. So no, it's not easy. It is going to be very, very hard, but you can do it and it will be worth it. So stay tuned for more episodes about how to overcome an addiction to energy deficit. In the meantime, you will find out more about my book through my website, hellybarnes.com. You'll find the book available to buy now on all good online bookstores, including, of course, Amazon. And otherwise, just stay tuned for the next episode. I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.